Uh, hello? You're still playing that game? Oh man, it looks like you're in a game days. Yeah, I- I'm getting you Blocks blue light glasses from Zenny. Okay, okay, I'm pausing it. Um, what are Blocks? Well, Blocks glasses help protect your eyes against blue light from digital devices. Sounds like Blocks will let me play longer. Ugh. Add Blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish all-day protection from harmful blue light. Get a complete pair of prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. And get back to gaming. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. Candace Talmadge is our special guest this hour. Candace has been a professional writer since 1976. She's the author of The Green Stone of Healing. It's a speculative epic. Her fiction series is based on two of her past lives and the past lives of loved ones and acquaintances. In 1999, Candace published Hope is in the Garden, Healing Resolution Through Unconditional Love. This nonfiction uh, uh, book is about emotional and spiritual healing best on the Sunan method of working in energy of human consciousness. In this book, uh, she provides an expanded definition of energy that demonstrates the connection between matter, spirit, heart, and mind. She also explores examples of past life resolution through release of judgment in the human energy field. Now, Candace is currently working on a nonfiction that teaches the healing circle method of contacting those who have died and those who have not been born yet. Joining me now is Candace Talmadge. And Candace, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Uh, hello, Rob. Yes, it's great to be back. I really appreciate this opportunity to chat with you again. Tell me, Candace, uh, the Green Stone of Healing, what is that about? Well, it is an, a speculative epic series, and it is fiction about four generations of very strong women. They own this mysterious green stone, which they learn over time has properties of healing and protection. It can also be used as a weapon in the wrong hands. And it's really about um, reclaiming and living our spirituality. It's about being free as opposed to enslaved to any kind of religious dogma. And it's about how we are spirits and about living our spirituality 
in our daily lives, not separating it as something apart and distinct from the life that we live in this world. Those are the themes of the of the series. Tell me, even though you claim the series is fiction, does the Green Stone really exist? Um, I believe that it did once. Um, I'm not quite sure what kind of stone and what kind of, of, of elements mm-hmm. were in it, um, but it's my belief that I owned it at least twice in two past lives and that a similar kind of stone could be found because it's really not magical or mystical. It is a tool. It has certain vibrational properties, and it can enhance the vibration of healing. That's really what it is. It's a magnifier for healing and protective energies. All right, Candace, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. Great having you back here on the X-Zone to talk to us more about, number one, the Green Stone of Healing. And uh, I'm going to be very interested in talking to you in the next uh, segment about energy work because more and more people today are are turning to energy work, and a lot more people want to learn about energy, and that's what we're going to be talking about this hour, Exonation, with our special guest, Candace Talmadge. Two websites, www.greenstoneofhealing.com and www.sunan.com. That's www.sunan.com. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break with Candace Talmadge as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio. Let me see. Star Cable and TV.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. Candace Talmadge is our special guest. And Candace, what is the soul, and what is the soul's connection to energy? Well, um, it is my belief that the soul is, in fact, 
an energy field. All right? I mean, we've all heard of Einstein's famous equivalence equation, mm-hmm. E equals MC squared. It was published 105 years ago. And basically, the good professor ignored it. Um, he was interested in other things. But when he published it and um, sort of overthrew the whole Newtonian concept of energy being energy and matter being matter and they are separate, he basically said, no, they are equivalents, even though they, we perceive them as something different. So the physical body is matter, and the soul is the, is the part of our awareness that is not material. It's simply energy. And, you know, we know that mm-hmm. thoughts are energy because we can see the blips on the, the EKG or the, the brain monitor. We know that brain waves are energy. Um, it's a chemical that's inducing an electric pulse on a machine. But the soul is also energy, too, and it is a very unique, special energy. And that really is, it, it's the metaphysical definition of energy. Because, Rob, you know the scientific definition of energy, don't you? The, the ability to do work. All right. Okay. The ability, the ability of um, steam to push a piston, which drives a locomotive, and you get movement. Um, that's the classic material definition of energy. But if you're going to talk in a paranormal or and or spiritual sense about energy, you've got to know the the metaphysical definition of energy. It's simple. It's the ability to love. All right. The greater level of energy the greater the ability to love. Wow. So there is a direct correlation between um, this, the soul, energy, and, and love. And so yes. many people have said throughout time, you know, that love is the eternal essence. Yes, and, and many religions state quite explicitly in their text, God is love. Mm-hmm. So what we have here is a direct link between the soul, energy, love, consciousness, and God. In other words, also we have to understand that physics is, is going in the direction of, of thinking of all, of everything, as strings of vibrating particles, all right? Because they're, they're particles of atoms, they vibrate, and when they vibrate and in strings, some material things appear, all right? Yes. Well, vibration is the essence of everything. Without vibration, nothing exists, not thoughts, not material objects, not people, not souls. Everything has a vibration, all right? So if you want to, you can think of God as that ultimate vibration, the highest, finest, lightest, fastest vibration possible in any given instant. Call it God or any other label that you prefer. So it seems that the hippies of the 60s had the right idea of way back when when they talked about good vibrations. Well, they, they were certainly on to something, and there are people who are very, very sensitive to vibration. Um, you know, they can, you know, you go, we have sayings that allude to this. I mean, have you ever heard the phrase, the tension was so thick you could cut it with oh, a knife? big time, yes. All right. Well, tension has its own vibration rate. It's not really very comfortable. And people pick up on that without really being aware of what it is they're picking up on it. So does anger, so does joy. All emotions vibrate, mm. all right? They, they can't help it. That's what emotions do. And that's what our consciousness, our soul energy field does. We each have our own vibrational frequency. It's unique to us. It travels with us. It's with, it was with us when we were first created, if you will, yes. or you know, born or whatever, how you want to define it. 
but it's unique to us. It's reflected in our physical bodies, in the uniqueness of our iris, in the uniqueness of our fingerprints, in the uniqueness of our DNA. Our physical bodies reflect our unique vibration weight. Incidentally, that's one reason why um, there are so many, when, when you do body part transplants, mm-hmm. um, you have rejection because yes. the body part transplanted into the, to the, to the recipient does not vibrate at the same rate as the recipient's physical body. And so there is rejection. What is the, what are soul senses? Well, you know, we have five physical senses. Yes. All right. And what we have are at least four senses that the soul has to perceive non-physical energy. Because energy is information. We know that. Zeros and ones are information. They're electrons. They're information. Well, the soul and all the thoughts and feelings, the consciousness that is not material, that we can't detect with our physical senses, it's still information and our soul senses can detect it. And we know of at least four, and, and we can go through them. So you'll recognize them okay. instantly. There's clairvoyance, which is probably the most readily. It's literally visions, and those are visions outside of you or within your own mind. That is the clairvoyance or soul vision. Mm-hmm. Then there's clairaudience, which means clear hearing. Um, I call that soul understanding because mostly it unfolds as an understanding in your mind. But it can also, you can also, through your soul, your clairaudience, actually hear voices that are speaking to you, which I have, and I know of other people who have, and they're not schizophrenic. These are actual voices of, of their own spirit, they're voices of their own angels or guides, or they're even God's voice. God does speak to people, and if you're, if you're back off and get still, you can actually listen. Then there is soul feeling, or clairsentience. Now, this is a separate channel. People tend to lump the fourth soul sense in with this, but this is literally the vibes, all right? You, you, can, you, can, you can feel something every bit as clearly and detailed as you can see it intuitively, all right? Uh, you can feel the vibration of yellow. You can feel the vibration of anger. It's just literally, it's a, it, it almost, people who are very strong in this feeling, don't, they pick up other people's, stuff and they don't even right. realize it and they start out great in the day and then by the end, you know, by noon or the end of the day, they're dragging because they picked up all this other stuff through their feeling. You know, it's sort of like braille, you know, so that's, that's soul feeling. Lumped into soul feeling or clairsentience is a distinct channel. It's the fastest soul sense. It's called soul awareness. It comes as a knowing. You just know something it just falls into your yeah. head. You know it don't know how you know it, don't care how you know it, you just know it. Is that what we call a hunch, that gut feeling? Well, a gut feeling, it can be a gut feeling, but a gut feeling can literally be a feeling, you know, through that feeling. But yes, a hunch can fall through that knowing, or a hunch can be a vision. I mean, in other words, we, we kind of mix all this up because we're not real clear what we're talking about. And when you talk about things like remote viewing or psychokinesis or all the stuff that paranormal researchers talk about, they're really talking about what you're doing with these soul senses more than how the information is coming to you. And there's a very clear distinction because, you know, remote viewing implies that you're using clairvoyance to see at a distance. But you can use your feeling and stretch out and feel what's happening and never get an image at all, and yet you'll still 
be aware of what's going on. Interesting. So people use these, all right? They they just use them all the time. In fact, I, you know, uh, last Friday I was just talking to a guy and I'm trying to work with him on some strange sort of paranormal paranormal stuff that's happening around his house. And he's he's really high in feeling and he's really high in soul understanding. You know, he's he's a feeling clairaudient person mm-hmm. or clairaudient feeler. And all his life he's gotten these feelings and he has just simply he's confessed, look, I just I put it away, I ignore it, I, I just don't pay any attention to it. Um, and we're taught from the time we're kids that this isn't quote-unquote real, all right? But energy is as real as matter. It just isn't perceivable to the physical senses. So because it's not perceivable to the physical senses, we poo-poo it. We poo-poo it instead of becoming more respectful of it because we've all had those hunches. We've all had those gut feelings. We've all had those visions or dreams. We've all done it, and then we second-guess ourselves. But then let me – let me. I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting you, uh, Candace, but let me ask you this. We, we talk about religion. We talk about gods. We talk about deities. And yet these are energies that we have accepted. Why can't we accept other energies then? I think it's fear and lack of understanding all right. Um, we have accepted ways to talk about God and accepted ways to talk about religion, but it's really about a vocabulary and just stepping back and saying, oh, this is part of who I'm a spiritual being. Even though I'm a material being, I'm right. also a spiritual being. There's no difference. And again, people who insist on that separation, that, that we're material and that's bad and spiritual is good and they can't meet, mm-hmm. sort of like Newtonian physics separated matter and energy, that's an old way of thinking. It's a fear-based way of thinking. Um, and it's, it's pretty, shall we say, breathtaking to think that you might have some of the same abilities as that which created you. After all, we are created created in our Creator's image. That's, that's right. So why does this surprise people? I think it because, again, um, we've heavily judged against our intuition. Um, we've heavily judged against our creativity. But anybody who does anything creative knows that as soon as you get on that path, as soon as you open up to it, you're going to go right straight to God or whatever you want to call that because you can't help it. You're exploring your spiritual, creative side. Candace, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Very interesting topic with a very interesting lady. Candace Talmadge is our special guest, Nation. www.greenstoneofhealing.com and uh, www.sunan.com. That's S-U-N-A-N.com. Candace and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, w- uh, let me see www.xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com and also xzonetv.com that's xzoneradiotv.com and xzonetv.com don't go away 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Candice Talmadge is our special guest this hour explanation, www.greenstoneofhealing.com and www.sunan.com. We've been talking about energy, the paranormal, but... Let me ask you this, uh, Candace. What is the connection between the paranormal and spiritual? Well, in in some ways, I see them as very much the same. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you look at all the all the things in in religious traditions that you know visit um, um, visions, yes. uh, um, visits from angels, uh, voices from God. Those are, those are all the things that, that you know, we, we think we're too modern to believe in, and we ascribe to the paranormal, and, which basically is another way of saying, I have no uh, logical way to explain this, so I'll just lump it into this category called paranormal. Um, but if you expand your definition of what normal, what is normal, then the paranormal doesn't, isn't so paranormal anymore. It's just an expanded realization that the spiritual and emotional part of us perceives a, a far greater reality than our conscious rational mind um, allows for. So and it's not, the, it's not that one is better than the other, mm-hmm. it's about using both for what each was meant to, to be used for. So once again, it goes back to what we were saying in the last half hour, where it's our inability, or the, not our inability, but our denial to accept these energies. Right, and again, um, they seem very strange to the logical part of our being, the, the you know the conscious mind that focuses very well here in material reality. But we we seem to have this unstated um, assumption that if it isn't logical, then it's not um, valid. And the reality is that there are things that are logical and rational mm-hmm. and very useful. But there's also a side of our being that is emotional and spiritual. It's intuitive, it's not rational, it's not logical, but it is as valid as the logical side. We keep mixing it up and trying to use the logical to explore the non-logical, which is in itself highly illogical, don't you think? I agree with you. 
All right. So that's probably one of the issues that hampers traditional, quote unquote, paranormal research is they keep adapting the rules of science and logic, trying to explore and explain events and phenomena and occurrences and feelings and perceptions that really don't belong in the logical, rational category. But if you start using your soul senses with, with direction and guidance and purpose, mm-hmm. you can explore and find out what it means to you. Because again, this side of self is subjective. It, it lives in feelings. The, the, the concept of time, as our conscious mind understands it, is, doesn't work. It, is, it doesn't hold. But that doesn't mean it's invalid. It just means it's a different reality, a different way of perceiving, knowing, understanding. And there are there is a place for both. All right, I'm not denigrating one at the expense of the other. I'm asking why can't we use both? I mean, we use two feet to walk, and if you try to use one foot to walk, you become very unstable. We're trying to live. There, there are people who are trying to live only out of the emotional, and spiritual part of their being, and that we call them space cadets. All right. Yeah. But on the other hand, we can't live exclusively out of the mental and physical, what we can see with our physical senses side of ourselves, because there's more to us than that. We're not that limited. Hmm. So, so let me ask you this then. What happens to us when we die? And is there a connection between what happens to us when we die and when we are born? Well, I believe, based on my working with my clients, my own personal experiences, and the souls that I've interacted with, that the only thing that really dies is the physical body. Mm -hmm. Our soul energy leaves the body. It withdraws from, because it surrounds the body. That's called the aura. There's an energy field that surrounds the body. When that energy field departs, the physical body dies. But that's all that dies. We are still... We still have our, we even still have our logic, all right? We have our self-awareness, we have our spiritual energy, we have our emotions, our memories, because all, the physical body is like the hardware, the software is everything else, all right? And when the software goes away, the hardware doesn't really do much anymore. It deteriorates. But that doesn't mean that the programming is gone, it means that the programming simply isn't focused around a physical body. So we're still self-aware. We still know we are we, and we still have our memories, but we're simply focused into a different non-physical reality. And that's the reality from which we choose to come back to a physical lifetime. Because the physical lifetime offers five more senses. It offers some challenges that we want as souls to address. We're curious. You can't possibly learn everything that Earth has to offer to you in one life. That would be impossible. So we go again, and we're curious, and we want to grow, and we want to explore. And we come back also out of a sense of duty, all right? Sometimes we come back thinking we'll try to make things better. We made mistakes. We want to rectify those mistakes if we can. So we come back again. How many times do we come back? Well, I believe that there is no preordained path that says you have to do this many incarnations. I believe we have free will. I believe that we choose freely or not, or under some sort of, you know, um, obligation. Mm-hmm. 
which we may, I think, be a misunderstanding. So we choose when and where we come back. If we're, if we're smart, when we die, we listen to the friends that we've had around us that we maybe have not paid attention to us to our entire lifetime. Those are our guides or angels because they will help us understand what we didn't get during that lifetime and help us be in a better space to choose more wisely. Because really, death and birth are transitions, but there are many transitions of physical life just the same that are just the same, like getting a new job or moving to a new location or getting married or divorced. Mm -hmm. Those are also transitions. And I, ho I hope that in, in coming to grasp this emotionally and spiritually, some of the sheer terror that death poses will be alleviated. Okay, which brings me to a, a, a very, very upfront question. If all this does happen and we really don't die, why do people fear death? Because, again, they do not, they do not, it's an uncertainty, it's a transition. Um, and we, you know that, that thing about vibration I yes. talked about mm -hmm. at the start of the hour? Our feelings vibrate. And there is that which in our, within our consciousness called judgment, specifically judgment against self. If we were perfectly healthy and free, we, we would vibrate without restriction. But we have self-judgment stuck in the magnetic portion of our consciousness, that emotional portion. They hamper the vibration and they set up a false sense of insecurity, alienation, and isolation. And that creates fear, because fear is when you don't feel a connection. Fear is when you feel isolated. Fear is when you feel helpless. That's not your true reality as a soul, but, that, but whatever you feel will be the reality that you experience. So when those self-judgments are hampering your native vibration, if you will, then you get fear, and you start fearing what you don't understand or know about. And that's death. I mean, we don't get yeah. it. So that's one reason I do the healing circle and have participated in them. It really helps people feel and experience the reality that we just move on to a different space when the physical body dies. That doesn't mean I'm running out to go die. Sure, I In fact, it, 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 it's just the opposite. It makes me celebrate what I've got now in this lifetime and know there's more to come. Relax, enjoy where you are, because you're not going to end. What happens before we're born into our physical bodies? Well, I don't believe that we just go, well, sometimes we do. It's very ill-advised. Um, but if we're, if we're smart, if we're paying attention, we say, you know, I'd like to have a physical lifetime again, but I want... I, have, I want a purpose for this lifetime, and purpose is very general. It can be to be a healer. It can be to spread love. It can be to, to nurture. It can be to teach. But there are a whole raft of purposes that you can have when you decide that's going to be my purpose for this lifetime. Um, I want to um, teach about love. And with that choice of purpose, you will get souls who don't want to be physical at that time, but they would like to be with you on your journey through life and help you serve your purpose to teach about love. And those souls are your guides slash angels. 
and you will choose them. And then they, if you pay attention to them and are wise, they will help you choose the parents and situation best suited to help you fulfill your purpose. And then you will, you will attach your energy to that embryo and there will be conception and a pregnancy and a birth. So That's nothing is nothing is left by left to chance. This is all pre-planned. It's not pre-planned in the sense that there's a, 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 a it's not written in stone. You can unchoose to do it. Um, many miscarriages, many stillbirths, um, many times when children are born with with deformities that don't allow them to live. It's it's the soul changing its mind and saying this situation is not for me all right and they leave crib death is definitely an example of where souls go oops you know they have second thoughts and they vacate the body and this of course causes all sorts of agony and recrimination for the parents and if we could if we could take a spiritual perspective that's one thing the healing circle is designed to do and it's designed to do it beautifully it will help parents-to-be communicate with their unborn child and say, what's your purpose? How can I help you? What, what do you need from me? And to feel that child's love. And it's also really, really good in situations where there has been a stillbirth or there has been a miscarriage or the child has had a crib death. Um, it really helps alleviate the anguish and the guilt and recrimination mm-hmm. to be able to feel that soul saying, look, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. I changed my mind. You know, forgive me. It's you're okay. That's very something very much that grieving parents could use, and that's why I'm writing a book about the healing circle because I want people to be able to to do this for themselves and for others. What changes have you seen during the healing circle? Can you share some of them with us? Well, what happens during a healing circle is it's really designed to help people who are in physical bodies deal with souls and awarenesses that simply don't have them, whether they're called dead or not yet born. And it's just a circle of people, four to eight, who come together, they send love, and they they take a few other steps, and they, they go into a very protected, loving space, and they invite the soul to come forth and speak with the person who needs the resolution. I have, I've seen surprises, I, you invariably, you know, people tear up. All right. It's just it's in, tears are a natural response to a, a strong emotional vibration, whether it's joy or sorrow or anything else. Um, you can't help but be moved when you feel that soul energy explain things, or the soul says, "Hi, mom and dad. Um, I love you. I chose you. I, mm-hmm. I, I, this is what I want to do for my life, um, and here's what I need from you um, to help me on my way." And, and you get to realize that, you know, uh, the kids are, as souls, the kids are just as old as their parents. <laughs> so it, 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 it takes it out of the clean slate. You, yeah. you understand that souls come in with their own issues, their own wisdom, their own challenges, their purposes, and you as parents are stewards of this soul until the body grows up enough and, and it matures enough to, to handle its own life. Fascinating topic. Great guest. Please stand by, Candace. You and I have to take our final break. Candace Talmadge is our special guest, Exonation. For more information on what Candace and I are talking about this hour, two websites, www.greenstoneofhealing.com. That's www.greenstoneofhealing.com. And www.sunan.com. 
www.sunanan.com. That's www.sunan.com. Candace Talmadge and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We'll be right back. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Candace Talmadge is our special guest. And uh, Talmadge, first of all, uh, I'm sorry, Candace, uh, thanks very much for joining us at this hour. It's great talking to you, as always. I was wondering if you can tell me, can anyone provide convincing proof for the validity of paranormal phenomenon or even paranormal events? I think there are people trying to in, in, the, in the traditional scientific sense. They're, they're setting up research. They're doing, they're doing research with mediums, and they're you know putting their machines to try to see if those machines will register any paranormal events like, um, you know, the voices that, that the disembodied voices that sometimes get recorded. Here's the limitation of it. The scientific method truly is not set up to prove anything. It is set up to disprove a theory or a hypothesis. You set up a hypothesis, you set up an experiment, 
And if the experiment um, does not disprove your hypothesis, then it still stands until some other experiment comes along and knocks it down. In other words, it's a very, very conservative Mm -hmm. approach to examining the world. And that's why scientists are, are always, always hedge their words. They have to because they know that their method doesn't prove anything. You know, it's like Einstein said, no amount of experiments can prove me right, but one experiment can prove me wrong. So, right. they, so they have to walk that fine line. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's where we come to objectivity, so-called, versus subjectivity and what, of course, the latest research in, in quantum physics is finding out is that the universe is not objective. It is very much subjective. And the problem becomes only when we take our subjective experiences, because that's really the only way we can experience the so-called paranormal, is what goes on in our lives, what kind of things have happened in our lives. As long as we know that this applies to, to me alone and we don't try to push it off and tell people that has to be your reality too, mm-hmm. then that subject, subjectivity is perfectly valid. The problem becomes when we push off our subjective beliefs on others and want to try the, to have them conform to our beliefs or experiences. That's, that can be a real danger. Um, now, the scientific method was designed partly to alleviate this to try to get around it and keep people from doing it but unfortunately people are people and they can even abuse the method um, and that has happened you know in, through, with regularity mm-hmm. throughout the history of science so you have to remember nothing is scientifically proven it can only be scientifically invalidated and that can give us an ex- a perspective and and I personally tell people you know you science can't explain your feelings for you you have got to find your way to come to terms and be at peace with your experience of the world. Science can be helpful in it, but it can't do everything for you. At some point, you're going to have to look to your own experience, look to your own intuition, and find your own answers. Candice, we've run out of time for tonight. First of all, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's always great talking to you. I love the way you think and how you present your side of the story. Thanks very much for sharing with us. Continued success. ExoNation, Candace Talmadge has been our guest to this hour. www.greenstoneofhealing.com and www.sunan.com. That's S-U-N-A-N.com. I'll be back on the other side of this six minute and uh, at six and a half minutes past, I should say, the next hour as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 